Beyond Film Podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to Beyond Film Podcast. I'm Leif Johnson and this is our second episode. If you missed our first episode, please do listen to it. Uh, That was me chatting to Craig Murdoch about the subject of passion. Uh, So please do check that out. Um, This episode, I did say I was going to talk to somebody who worked in sound. That didn't materialise, but Peter, Peter Westhoff, a great editor, stepped up and we had a good old chat about editing. So uh, check it out. Big clap. Is that a big clap? That was a big clap, yeah. <laughs> big clap. Big clap. <laughs> now, I think in the last episode, I, t- I said I was going to talk about audio. Uh, we will be doing that. But I've managed to get some time with my old friend and colleague, Peter Westerhoff. Hello. Say hi, Peter. I just did. Oh, you did, yeah. <laughs> Um, Peter and I have worked together, same uh, companies together, haven't we? Yeah, uh, like Craig, we met each other at, at Channel M. Well, no, we we didn't, but we both worked there. Yeah, just a caveat that this podcast won't just be Leif and friends, Leif and chums. It will be at, it, I will be talking to people who you know I, I haven't necessarily worked with before, but I think for the first handful of podcasts, it's going to be all the people that I've got some sort of working relationship with. Pete and I, God, we've known each other since about 2003 when we worked at a place called IFE, which is In-Flight Entertainment. And Pete used to, uh, what did you used to do? What, what did you do there as an editor? What was your first job, right? It was, it was compiling. Compiling? What's yes. compiling? So we were using tapes. We were, because we're all. <laughs> remember them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were just compiling idents, like station identification clips, like five seconds, ten seconds, and then throwing in episodes of Friends or Mr. Bean. What you used to edit on was like uh, the old Panasonic uh, th- three machine edits, yeah, the right? Linear machine. editing. Yeah. Which I remember from college. It it was an amazing discipline because linear editing would would mean that you would cut. Linearly. Oh, yeah. No, you had to be bloody good. But essentially what you're doing is like you're making very kind of indelible decisions. Well, yeah, so, so the way... Um, That's the right word, isn't it? Indelible? Indelible, indelible ink. Indelible ink. So, yeah, you can't, you can't just scrub that, try again. Well, you can, but you, you have to do it in the moment. You can't do it... You can't edit five minutes down the line and then go back five minutes. Well, you can. You can put that onto another tape. So this you is what, tape. Well, this is where... This, do you remember dump tapes? Yeah, <laughs> but this is this is this is when offline and online came from, right? Because offline would mean that you would have a time coded, really sketchy uh, version that doesn't matter about what the quality. So what you needed was the the time code at the bottom, and then that would go into online where they would basically number crunch those time codes and then make the offline with the master tapes, so the quality would be as pure as possible with no dropout. Dropout being those little sperm things that's. The fast sperms that like go across VHS tapes, the dropout, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, brought... the thing that people get apps for now. <laughs> it's got a really it's, cool it's a filter. Look. It's a look that you aim for now. Yeah, yeah. It's retro. Yeah, yeah. One, that's how old we are. <laughs> <laughs> Two, um, linear editing. Great. This. I. I'm so happy that I went through college cutting stuff linearly. 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 In a linear fashion. Yeah. Back in college, like being 16, 17. We were, one of the things I used to really wanted to do was make skate tapes. Yeah. So you jump on those linear machines mm. and they had all those brilliant effects, paint, yeah. mosaic, and you would use all of them. It was, it was like a rite of passage. 
<laughs> I think it is. I think every editor should have have to make something on a linear edit suite. Yeah. No, I, I do think, you? Yeah, I think like if I was like the uh, the Mr Miyagi of the edit world, <laughs> that'd be your wax on. Like. <laughs> that'd be my wax on, wax off. It'd jog like, shuttle, jog shuttle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got to have your five second pre roll. <laughs> breathe in, breathe out. Cut point. Yeah. And A B rolling that blew my mind. Like if we, you know, shooting something on two cameras at college and then cutting in real time A B and like A B rolling between the two. Uh, tapes, so yeah, yeah. three machine, yeah, A, B, you're, recording yeah. onto C. You're bringing terms back that I, I was hoping to forget. First things first, um, just congratulations for getting satisfaction into the uh, film festival. Oh, thank you very much. Tell the good people about your film. Satisfaction is about a, uh, a it's a comedy about a duel in the 18th century, and it was all shot in a day. I had Twenty at the time, twenty four pages of script to get through in a day with one location change. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was a challenge, but you edited that. I did. And you edited the but what, shit what's out the film of festival it. it got into? Oh yeah, uh, it got into the uh, Crystal Palace Film Festival for best shorts and it's at the gala screening and um, Johnny Vegas is hosting. Can anyone go to that? I I think so. I hope so. Yeah, no, if, if there's it's... tickets, I've no idea. We've put it out to uh, loads of festivals, and um, over the course of like the next six months, we're going to find out whether they go into them or not. I, because I was really ambitious on what I wanted to shoot, I had to drop like scenes here. I was I was making edits along the way. I was like dropping things here and there, and um, editing down the script on location. And it was, I think the, the it you kind of just offered up a, a, a less linear way of telling the story and you kind of juggle things around a bit. You're, you're very much the sort of fresh eyes guy. Like you kind of come, come at things from a different angle. You always think of a different way of telling a story. You've always got a different idea to everyone else in the room. Is that a good thing? I don't know. It sounds annoying um, sometimes it is, but no. no. I, think, I think that's the, the good thing about working with larger crews is, is like it, Filmmaking is a, a collaborative process. Yeah. And the more ideas you get in, it helps narrow, narrow that story down and really get under the skin of what it is you're, you're trying to tell with it. The way you think is very much suited to post-production. You're really good at um, basically fucking around with narrative. No, not too much. <laughs> no, you are. No, you're like... You, like you kind of saved the film, to be fair. There was a, no, no, no. It needed something to give it a little bit of spice. Isn't that part of what an editor does anyway? In that we're, we're not there on set for most for the most part, unless you're doing Baby Driver. Did you just do a course with um, the editor of Baby Driver, Edgar Wright's editor? Not, no, he didn't do uh, Baby Driver. I was, uh, I was at a, okay. a workshop with Chris Dickens, who did Spaced. Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, Les Miserables. But he also did Slumdog Millionaire as well. Okay. Um, anyway, he's... The, yeah, he's, he's fucking he's good. Brilliant. He is brilliant and totally opened my mind as to, the, as to what the role of an editor is and how... Or what is the role of an editor? Just approaching it. The way he approached projects is just a, a way that I've, I didn't know that was available before. What, what we generally have done in the past is last take... Last take is the one we go with. And for me now, I think it's that's such a shame to get 
to disregard everything that was shot before because there are so many little nuggets and I think nuggets make the film. You could miss those because you're just assuming, well, I've only got this amount of time to get the film out. Let's just go with the last take. As an editor, you need to watch everything. Don't disregard things because it's not perfect on the day. There was, um, there was an interview with my hero, Jackie Chan, when he started directing and he was put into the edit suite with a guy just going, just getting through it. It's a job. It was like, I think that was the mentality in Hong Kong at the time where like, the editor was just like, last shot, last take, last take, last take. We need to get through this. It wasn't like, it didn't feel like a craft. It was just a job. And it really annoyed him because this, this is something he directed and was like, actually, no, I was there. He knew how he wanted to cut it, but he had, he was kept at arm's length by an editor going, no, it's not your job. But then he went, no, no, actually, no, fuck you. And then snuck, like, snuck in at night, learnt how to cut things and re-edited his film. Like you say, went through all the rushes and then made it the best it could be and make sure that there were, he didn't miss anything that makes the film... Better. Better, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of what you're saying, really. Yeah, right? well, it's, it's, it's exactly that point. Yeah, just watching things. It's just noting, like, does this shot make me feel something? Does this gesture on the actor make me feel something? Does, what is making me feel something? Because if it's making you feel something, it's going to make the audience feel something. I remember when I first started editing, I used to be so nervous of making that cut into that shot. And what is it they say? The, the art of editing is invisible, like something like that. Is that you don't notice the edit? You don't. Yeah, exactly. That's it. You don't. You say it better. It just flows. Yeah, exactly. You, you, your art is trying not to be noticed, mm. whereas all everything else, like actors, want to be noticed. The cinematography wants to be noticed. The director wants to be noticed. You know, yeah. but with with editing, it's it's a lot more background. It's a lot more subtle. It's um, yeah. The, you have to be be invisible, and it has to make sense. Funny you say, like you know, editors not being on set. Some shoots I've been on where the DIT has been the editor, and it's been really helpful. Like, the person on set who's cutting this, who's getting all the rushes, is already making an offline edit. Sometimes it's good to have that separation from the politics on set. Mm. Um, and, say, it's, it's, it goes back to disregarding bad takes. And having that separation gives you that outside perspective where you're not in the mix on the set. So when the director comes with to the edit... Mm and you've done something that's slightly different to, to what they were looking for, you're giving them another perspective. You're giving them that what if. I wouldn't rule out editing on set, but I think you might be missing a trick if it's not needed to have that separation. Because kind of going back to that, I was nervous about making a cut into, uh, into a, a perfect shot back when I started. The... Um, Philip Pullman, he calls it phase space when he's writing stories. The areas that the stories could have been, the crossed out paragraphs. That, that's, that's kind of part of editing as well, I find. Mm. Although you've got the script, you've got the, sh you got the shots, it can go off in all these different directions. And what makes me nervous is, like, is this the right direction? Like if, if I use a gesture from an actor that adds another element to a particular scene, is this going to push the film in a, in a different direction. Is that a good direction? Is it, is it what everyone wants? Is it what everyone's going to respond to? The script is never finished up until the film No, that's, I've heard that. The, um, the edit process is, is the final script rewrite. Yeah. Because there are moments that are made up on set. There are elements that are out of the control, which means you can't stick completely to the script. Actors have good ideas in the spur of the moment. Directors have good ideas mm. in the spur of the moment. 
DOPs have good ideas in the spur of the moment. And all these things are outside of the original script, outside of this blueprint you're working from. Yeah. And then you bring that to the edit suite. <laughs> Where the magic happens. With, no, it's not, no, the magic's happening Go all with along. it, dude. You're an editor. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, part of my job is, is going through everything and making sure this is the direction that the film wants to go in. Oh, that's interesting. That the film wants to go in. Yeah. Is it what the audience expects or doesn't expect? Mm. Is, is it what the film wants? The, the film is a, a living, breathing thing and you're, the whole crew, everyone's bringing it to life, you know? Yeah. No, it does become an entity. Yeah. You know, because it, it could go in all, all these different directions. You've got to make sure that you're blocking off the directions that aren't in the spirit of the film, I suppose. How important is this, the relationship, relationship between you and a director? Oh, it's vital. Okay. It's a vitally important relationship. When working with a director and they have gone through the pre-production, the, the, the writing the script, shooting of the bloody thing, you know, if it's a feature film, it could be like you know, a month's worth of solid shooting. They've gone through every aspect of this from like day one, right? They've been through hell and back, okay? Mm -hmm. And now they're in your edit suite, <laughs> <laughs> right? So when you start working on this, you're pretty fresh-faced. Yeah. yeah, I think they, that's a good place to be. Yeah, and and that means that you're in a better position because you're not... I, I would say I'm in a different position. A different position, okay, so... It's just, not necessarily better. The um, so diplomatic, it's sickening. <laughs> no, it's, it's not better, it's, it, is, it is just different. Say, for example, the film we worked on, the, on Satisfaction, I wasn't there on set, I didn't see... The pre-production. I didn't see you working with the actors. As a director, you're carrying all of this. You've got all of this. Mm. But what I hope I I did bring to it was a was another perspective. Those fresh eyes that you you were talking about. My mind's not so much in the project as what your mind's been in. And then I'm just I'm making sure that you're questioning the film as much as as what I am, and you're and pushing you to ensure that mm. you're not going down avenues that you don't want to be going down. Just, just helping to improve the film. Yeah, I mean, from my perspective as a director, you're you've been kind of on this like very kind of well trodden track of like getting the story. So you're back and forth in the story to get it like narrowed down and focused, and then you're on set, and then you you hone it all down. Exactly. And 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 it's so tight. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, well, this is the story, and there's nothing that can veer you away from that. <laughs> And then you meet this guy who's gonna go right. I'm gonna play around with their, your, your narrative. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have fun with this. And you're like, don't touch it. Don't touch, don't touch it. my baby. And you know it's completely understandable. But I think I'm very careful about who I work with in post. Not that I'm picky or difficult. It's just that I've worked as an editor for a lot of my career. So it's I need someone to be on the same wavelength and and also just have the same kind of experience I've got as well. And that's not me being picky. That's just knowing what a good editor is. Of course, that's why I've worked with you. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's okay. Um, We've literally had the same background. <laughs> <laughs> we have. I've seen, I've seen you grow as an editor. You know, you, you, you've taught me a lot of stuff as well. And now, now I'm directing and you're still editing. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're light years ahead of me as, a, as an editor. Oh, I wouldn't say that. It's really subjective because there's, Editors are really good at narrative and nothing else. Well, that sounds really negative, but their focus is on narrative. There's other editors that are amazing in special effects and layering. Mm. There's so many different 
types of editing that you can do. I'm definitely not effects. You absolutely destroy me in the effects and layering the videos and like from your music videos that you've edited yourself. Like, yeah, that, they blow my mind and that I cannot see a way that I would ever be able to, to achieve that type of level. Do you know what though? Sometimes I get lost in a hole. It's like a vortex of like layers and nests. And, and uh, I like to post uh, my timelines and go, this is my mental state right now. Because <laughs> I just, yeah, I just kind of just dig a massive effects hole. And sometimes it's, it's, it's soul destroying. But um, from a narrative perspective, just taking a few steps back and then kind of reimagining how to tell a story and be confident with that as well. When I worked with you on Satisfaction, you were really good at kind of going, hold on, hold on. Let's just, how, look, okay. Let, let's just rejig this scene. And with that film, I didn't have the coverage I really needed to tell it in the way that I wanted to tell it. And you did a really good job of being, at some points, being quite ruthless. And you made like quite, you know, you made, made some big choices on like, let's just get rid of that whole chunk of dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, it was really good though, and it is 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 part of that's part of the thing, isn't it? What is it? Kill your babies. Yeah, it's really good, but does it serve the final film well? I th- I kind of learned from that experience actually because I've kind of found myself doing it when I'm script writing, and then just looking at heap of dialogue that I've kind of spent days on, yeah. and just going, actually, no, it doesn't need any of that. No, but then it's you all wouldn't better for it. You wouldn't have arrived at that decision without doing that first. No, that's true. <laughs> no, so that's it, it, all, yeah. it, it all helps. It kind of blew my mind a bit there. So you have to go through that You have whole... to. It's a creative process. With editing, you have to explore those avenues. You have to see. You have to try. If you don't try, you don't know. It would be such a luxury just to arrive at a finished thing. Films are always compromises, you know? Because yeah. there's so many people involved in them. It, yes, you have the director who is leading the vision, but you've got a bunch of cast and crew who are also putting their their thoughts and everyone's working towards making a, a, a better piece mm. and, and knowing that sometimes actually if there is an, an obstacle that that's not necessarily a bad thing absolutely not no like they're, they're oh, that sounds a bit trite saying it. it's not a problem it's an opportunity like no but it, it kind of is like there's no problems only solutions the only, oh no 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 that's different <laughs> but yeah like it, it gets you to re-look at the situation that you've got totally planned in your head mm. If it's not going to plan, we have to think around it. We have to we have to make it up as you go along. It, that is a really fun process as well. There is some pleasure in it, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. it becomes a lot less factory line that way as well. Yeah, and it's always an improvement when you try new things out. Just on that, like trying new things out, like your progression as a, as an editor. Did you ever find yourself going through obsessions, <laughs> like stylistic <laughs> choices, <laughs> like going through like these oh, phases? Mm. Oh, there's, de- there's definitely trends. And also, the work that gets asked of you is largely based on, as a short-form editor, mm. largely based on, on trends as well. I don't mind trends, I, because I, I think it does help keep things fresh. Mm. Because eventually they age, and people want something new and different until the next trend comes along. Do you think they come full circle? Not just circles. They're like, they're like spirals. They keep coming around, keep coming around, keep coming around. Really handy for me as well as director, because I can go, we'll shoot this, and I know that we can do this effect in post. I know we can we can get away with this. And I know, actually, I know a nice little cheat, a workaround. Yeah. 
you know, because I've done it before. Well, this, it is very mindful of you to do that as well, because I know it gets said a lot, but that we'll fix it in post. Mm. <laughs> it's good that a director can actually say that and know the techniques for getting that done. Mm. I think that comes from like the, even like the treatment stage, mm. that when I come up with an idea, I'm already thinking about post, <laughs> because I don't want to be that guy who goes... <laughs> You can do that, right? And I've got the editor just rolling his eyes going, absolutely not, but we'll give it a go. If you're not confident that's something you can pull off, then why put it in a treatment? That's that's pretty ballsy. It is ballsy. It is. But it does it does push people as well. Like because it's But you're Because t- remember it's not just you working on the film. You're playing with other people's money. In what's well, the budget? That's that's coming from somewhere, right? Yeah. And you're going, Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's something I've actually never done before, <laughs> and I've gone, I, I think I can do this. But that, that's, that's the point I was saying. Like, is it always a bad thing to do that? Because that's, mm. you've said that and then forced yourself yeah. to figure out a way to do it. I did just is, do it. It is a bit more unfair to do that on unsuspecting people. <laughs> I've, made, I've made a decision that you're going to have to fix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I just did a music video with his loads of animation. Mm. And it was from a place of, no, I know I can do. I know this. I know we can do this. This is thing. There's something that's achievable. And actually talking to the animator as well, who would send me all the assets to actually put on the video. It was really interesting talking to him about the workflow because I was editing it. But just knowing how we were going to do it and how and how we were going to attack it, and we had this like ten day period to get everything done. I really enjoy editing. I, I do. But yeah. at the same time, I, I've got a, a newfound fondness of just letting go. Yeah and giving it to somebody else. Why is that? Because actually, you'll get something that you I would never have thought of. With the right editor, you're surprised. That that level of collaboration and, 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 and working with somebody who's bloody good at what they're doing and opening your eyes to something totally, totally new kind of gets you excited about the project again. So somebody who knows how to tell a story, somebody who knows rhythm, pace, tone... Um, when to cut to something that understands that there's different ways to cut a scene as well and offers options also can kind of just instantly get in sync with the with the director and just understand exactly what they're going for that to me is an editor mm. and also I just know like you know like have like you know an arsenal of tips and tricks in their back <laughs> pocket as well and that, that just comes through like it's experience. Experience. It's all experience. And that's what I look for in an editor. I really enjoy moving around to different places and working with lots of different people. Okay. Because you're always picking up tips and tricks, seeing how other people work and just learning. And that, that's what I find the most enriching thing is learning because then you can always take that onto the next job with you as well. Hmm. So just to wrap up, I'm going to ask you a few questions. Oh, is this? Quick fire. Quick fire. <laughs> okay. Uh, your favourite editor? Oh my god! Uh, well, it's Chris Dickens. Chris Dickens. Why? Yes. Why? Just looking at the the way his career, the way he's gone, and then spending those two days with him and learning more about how he approaches projects, and he's just his lack of fear of going into projects. I mean, you can probably look it up on online the the way Les Miserables was shot and then put together. The way he he tackled that a Titan project that would have. It would have put the fear of God into tons of people. Like he, yeah, just totally, just fearless. It's a brilliant film. To get the best performance out of the actors, they had a live musician on set that would play. 
and react to the speed, the tempo of, of people singing. So there was no click track. Oh, shit. And this was all played into people's ears. Holy fuck. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. So then when all of these clips got to the edit, he's looking through, like, this is, this is the best moment from that shot, this is the best moment from that shot, and then putting it together. And musically, it made little sense. He worked really tightly with the, the music editors. Like, saying, can we do this? Can, we, can you make this work? And, and it was, yeah, it was just a, a huge collaboration between vision and sound. Which it should be, I, I believe. I think, like, you know, editors should have a very good understanding of music bed, sound design, all that kind of stuff. It should all be very much in the forefront of their minds. I think he comes from a music background as well, but he disregarded that. You can tell in his editing. There's a, well, there's... from Spaced, right? <laughs> the rhythm in Spaced, amazing. That makes a lot of sense now. I, I often think editing's quite musical in itself anyway. Mm. There is a rhythm. Um, there is musicality to it. And I, I think, mm. in fact, a, a lot of the best editors I personally know, they've all got connections with music. Mm. Whether they play instruments themselves, or they're, they're DJs, or they just, just enjoy it. That makes so much sense. Because you're from a musical background as well. I just want to know that you are actually from... You're a DJ as well. It, it's a hobby. It's a hobby. Yeah, yeah. But like you have an understanding. Um, I was listening to Walter Murch, um, legendary editor recently, and he was saying his process is he watches a scene, then he puts a cut point in. It's not even just a scene. He watches a shot, puts a cut point in. Then he watches it again. And if he automatically put the cut point in the same spot, then he, he's good with that. But if it's a different time, no, there's something not quite right with that. There's something where the rhythm is off. So he'll keep going back until he can make sure that he ensures that the cut point is on exactly the same beat every time. That's a level of detail that you should be going to, to ensure that you're picking the right shots, you're picking the right rhythm. You're making sure that the geography is clear. Like You've got all these considerations to, to take in, in mind and then having the separation as well. When you're in the room and you're watching the same thing over and over, is to take it away and watch it on a different screen and watch it with people. Don't you often find, like, when you watch something back, you're fine with it, but the minute you show it to someone else, mm. you get this nervousness. Mm. And you're, you're not watching the edit, you're watching their reaction to the edit. Mm. And I think that, that can be really telling. That's, I find that a really informative process. Second question, mm. who's your favourite director you've worked with? Oh, you, Lee. Okay. Third question. <laughs> <laughs> You're always just really driven. The difference between you and I is, like, I would often hold back before I'm totally clear on the idea and the vision, whereas you're like, no, let's, let's just do it. I think that's, that makes a really good relation, working relationship as well, is you've got one person that just goes for it and the other person just adds a little bit of thought not that you're not you're not thoughtful no no i get you i'm quite reactive whereas you 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 kind of like to think about things a little more you do think about everything you do think about audience expectations no i, I totally agree I'm, I'm, I'm i can be a bit gung-ho sometimes it takes me a, quite a while to kind of just calm down <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. but yeah you've 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 been carrying the film mm. you are that kind of new new wave of thought uh, your new fr pair of fresh eyes. Yeah. Well, um, everyone is along the way. No, for sure. But we're just talking about editing. Oh, okay, we are. Yeah. I think it's quite thrilling as an editor. You know, like, it could be like, okay, I've got a feature-length film to edit, but, you know, I've got to be consistent. The Everything's got to be consistent through, like, a 90-minute a film. That 
to me is is, is quite daunting. Short form is quite you know, relatively quite easy. Short form it is easy and it's it's not easy. Mm. With longer form you have but you have a luxury of enhancing the story. With short form you have to get to the point a lot quicker and you have to try and get the the audience to emote at a much quicker pace because they don't have that connection with the characters that 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 you know, there's no build. There's, you know, no. Yeah. So often there's a there's a lot of short um, shortcuts to doing that. So you bring the backstory of the character in really quickly. You have them say who they are and what they do. Yeah. Like, or you've got text on screen that does. The, or it's the social thing. and they want everything up front because you know this is this is 15 seconds. We want people to cry. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah, I've struggled with that in the past when I've done stuff like charities or there's there's a real uh, emotional theme. And how mm. do you how do you get that across in such a short space of time? So that's again, you're right. Like short form is very challenging. But then that that's where the the, the DOP comes in, like, mm. and the producer as well, who's who's working on on it, making sure that all of these these things fit into place. But it's having that one image have one strong image photographers have done it for an age you know true photographers done this with one simple shot yeah so yeah you've got we're, no we're excuse not, <laughs> we're not getting 10 characters in <laughs> in 15 seconds and having people crying yeah no good point good point okay so just to wrap up good editor is what um it's getting under the skin of the story mm-hmm. understanding story being able to convey the story in, in a meaningful way, but then we're, that's on like the grand, the generalised level. But then, yeah, I, it, it, it's a big question. There is a big question, and I'm sorry I asked it. <laughs> so you should be. Yeah. So my final question to you is, dream project, what would that be? I don't think there's an ideal. I think the variety, having the opportunity to work on these different stories these different characters, these different directors, these different teams, these, you know, everything. It's, it's the variety that, that helps keep things fresh. And, you know, it's, it's like being asked, what film would you watch forever? You know? You've got to keep it fresh and push yourself in different ways and tell different stories. You do. And then also, like, there's some stories that do really pull on you and, like, emotionally drain you and you kind of want that release. Like, just, just give me something easy it's almost like um sort of a, a palate cleanser you've got to keep sort of mm. it's like listening to the same music over and over and you go oh no i need to check this you know i need to switch this up because i'm tired of hearing these same sounds or exactly you know i, I need to listen to something new no, that's fair enough so will you be coming to the uh the screening of satisfaction yes i would love to i would love to see it in front of another audience mm. see reactions to it learn from those reactions and put it into the next project that we do together Cheers, man. Thanks. I really appreciate you coming down and chatting with me. Uh, always a pleasure. I know you're a busy man. No, thank you very much for inviting me. It's, it's been a real pleasure. I was nervous about it. Why? <laughs> well, it's like, it's not just me and you chatting, is it? <laughs> no, you're just talking about your job. It's easy. <laughs> Peter Westhoff, uh, an absolute legend. Uh, an absolute pleasure to talk to to him about his work. He's very, very passionate about what he does. An absolute joy to work with as well. Um, okay, so the next podcast, um, I am going to say that is definitely going to be uh, about sound, sound recording. So uh, please, if you have any interest in sound recording and film or t- uh, TV, please um, make sure you catch that one. Okay, everyone, take care. Bye-bye. 
Beyond Film Podcast.